not just a belief of mine. It's a real knowing. Knowing that we can take what we love to do, whether it's baking, sewing, painting, whatever lights you up, then we can take that skill and make a great income doing exactly what we love to do. As author of What Should I Be When I Grow Up Now That I'm 40, 50, 60, discovering your core and also your gift is your niche, it has been my life's work to help others, just like you and me, to discover passions, your purpose, powerful messages that you only you have so they can make the difference they were put here to make. Every week I will have deep, rich conversations with real life people that believe just like me. And here's what they believe. When you do what you love in a career, you will never work another day in your life. And this is the way I like to say it. When passion, purpose, and profit collide, that is when you get paid for being you. I'm Patricia Noldrain. Welcome to the podcast, When Passion Meets Profit. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Passion Meets Profit. I'm Patricia Noldrain, and you know, I love doing this show because I get to interview everyday people who really want to make a difference. And today I get to interview a person that I really know and like because I work with her a lot, and she's the multi-passionate mompreneur, Natasha Smith. Is that correct, Natasha? I never I never say your last name. Yep, okay. <laughs> that is. All right, that's, that's a good name. And, you know, one of the things I love about Natasha, and we'll get into a lot of things with her today, but I love that she really understands that she wants to work with mompreneurs who really want to not only make a difference, but who will put themselves first. And that's kind of an unheard of thing because you know us as moms and women, just in general, we just do for everybody but ourselves. And so I, I'm really glad that we're going to touch on that today. But Natasha, I want to start because I don't like giving bios of people. I like hearing your story as you tell it and your journey as you tell it. And, but I always like to start as a little person, you know, and you as a little girl, maybe a story that you can tell everybody that depicts what you really are like today. This is your personality. Yeah, I'm so glad to be on here and chatting with you and, and talking to all the people that are going to be hearing this. So as a little girl, I would say my one of the big things for me was always... Um, looking good and having my hair done. And I had really curly, curly, curly hair and lived in a town where people did not know how to do my hair. And so they would cut my hair too short. And, you know, I'd look like I, I had a either an Afro or I'd have a like a boy cut. And so that really got me into wanting people to feel great about themselves and wanting me to feel great about myself on the outside so that the inside reflected that as well. So I think that's just, you know, a little story of kind of how I got got into, you know, really wanting people to see the beauty in, in themselves um, and and portray that in the best way. That's great. Now, Natasha, I think that's interesting that you had this really curly hair and nobody knew how to do anything with it. So they would just cut it all off. That's weird. Yeah, I, I'd go in for a trim and nobody would know how to do it because oh. they're like, well, if I do it wet, it's, you know, it curls back up and, and then they'd cut it too short. And if they did it while it was curly, it just was a mess. So, well, how did you learn to do it? How, how did you get on that path? 
Yeah, well, this was way before YouTube and any of that. So I I just would would mess around with it. I, you know, they didn't have flat irons, or at least I didn't have a flat iron back then. So it was ironing my hair oh, wow. <laughs> to get it straight. And so I, I just started cutting my own hair and doing my own stuff and just really <clears throat> would have an idea in mind and would spend hours in the bathroom just playing dress up with myself almost. Oh, I'll be darned. Well, yeah. I bet that's why you, you started down a path because I think you started down a path of cosmetology and I think you could still be on it because see, I think we can be multi-passionate. I think that mm -hmm. we can have lots of passion about yeah. many things. And so take us on your passion journey. Let, let's hear what you, how you did that. Yeah. So I went into, well, I wanted to my whole life, you know, growing up, I thought, oh, well, I want to do this for other people. And so I went to college to learn how to run a business and I went to nail school because at that time I was only 18 and couldn't afford student loans and couldn't afford to go for the full cosmetology. So I did what I could afford at that time. I got out of it, started working in the salon and realized I want to make more money than this. I want to have a little bit more freedom and not just be tied to sitting in front of one client, you know, for a half hour or or an hour. And so I got into sales from there. And that is kind of where I think my multi-passionate and like, I need more kind of started. And so, yeah, I got into sales, really liked that, made good money, went into real estate, did really great there. And then hit a time in my life where I was overwhelmed, burned out. I was doing really good in real estate, but it was taking a toll on me and had a narcissistic boss that kind of just drew out all of these childhood wounds in me that I didn't even know were still there. So anyways, that led to a time of, it was about four years ago of me really finding myself again. And I used the Enneagram and therapy and coaches to help me figure out who I was again. And once I realized the journey I had been on, I wanted to do that for, for other women as well. And for us moms, especially to be able to put ourselves first, because our mental health is so crucial <laughs> to running a family, to running a business, mm -hmm. to doing all of those things. So that's how I got into coaching actually. And then I kind of realized that I, I love that aspect. I want to help women, but I kind of want to do it with the, with business and personality and putting ourselves first. Yeah. You said it just beautifully, Natasha. You know, one of the things when you say to put yourself first, it's so foreign to us that I remember the first time I got on, on the plane with my two little boys, they're, they're twins, and I believe they were three at the time. And I remember her saying, you know, now when that mask comes out, make sure you put yours on first. And I looked at her like, you were out of your mind. I would yeah. never put my mask on first. <laughs> and yet I get it now. It, it makes so yeah. much sense. But but that's how conditioned I was. So I know mm -hmm. the listeners are conditioned as well. So you are really on to a very hot topic as far as I'm concerned. And it sounds so silly, doesn't it? To, to say to somebody, put yourself first and they might look at you like you're crazy. No, 99% yeah. of us would look at you like, how do I do that? Exactly. I know it. I know. Exactly. So what has been really the most challenging part of really learning how to make money with this passion, the passion of coaching or the passion of, you know, helping people feel better about themselves from the inside out? Has it been challenging to make money doing that? Yeah, at first it has been, and and I think that's because going from an 
outside of the online world is different than the online world. And so I just thought that they translated perfectly. You know, I was successful and doing real estate and sales. Why wouldn't I be successful doing this? But what I really noticed is there's a lot more things that go into it. You know, you've got your marketing, you've got your messaging, you've got Mm -hmm. your offers. There's so much. Um, But really getting narrow onto what and and getting really clear on what, who I wanted to serve and how I wanted to serve. And I, I think that is the the ticket. That is the thing that will help you to say no to the things that you should say no to and not just say yes to everything. And it also gives you room to speak right to that person and and attract the people that you want to attract. Mm-hmm. So for me, as far as um, in the beginning, it was it was hard to think about that because in real estate, you just take everyone, you know, there's no like, oh, yeah, this is the only client I want to work with. It was like, well, you got a house to sell. I can sell it. <laughs> you need yeah. a house. I can find it. There wasn't working with like that ideal client, although you wanted to avoid really hard clients or overly, you know, mean, I guess you could say brash clients. But it wasn't, you know, you weren't getting really narrow with it. So it was hard in the beginning to realize, no, the online space needs to be very niche down, very clear what you do, how Mm -hmm. you do it. And, and I found that to be really hard. I think it's hard too. I think, you know, even in my program, your gift is your niche, because that's what people say to me, they get in Mm -hmm. business and they say, Patricia, what's my niche? Because I know I have to have one. And it's the most challenging part of everything we do is really narrowing it down because none of us want to, we want to help everybody. I want to help every single person age 12 all the way up to age 90. That's who I, that's my (laughs) ideal client. And it doesn't work that way. Uh, And it was very hard for me too, Natasha. So how did you, how did you come to the multi-passionate mom who really should put herself first? How did you come to that niche? Yeah, that was with your help (laughs) as my coach. It Mm -hmm. really helped to get really narrow in in the questions that you asked. But I was on that path as well already and and just helped to flush it out and really realizing where my passions collide. As a multi-passionate person in an online world that says you can only be one thing and do Mm -hmm. one thing really well, Mm -hmm. it's, it's been hard for me. And it almost feels like I'm abandoning part of myself by only choosing the one thing. And so realizing that and and kind of just embracing that it's okay to have multiple things that you love and how can we put that all together? And really that was something that, that you helped me with is realizing there's, there's different facets, but we can, we can put them all together to work in the way that you want to work. And so that was really helpful for me to see. I didn't have to abandon those, those parts of me, you know, like wanting to do hair, wanting to do makeup, wanting to feel pretty, wanting to help other people feel pretty. I could incorporate that into to the multi-passionate mompreneur that I am. And, and so that has given me a lot of freedom to show up as me. You know, it's, it's funny, Natasha, the, the, one of the best calls I had with you was really coming to the core of what you really wanted. And, yeah. you know, definitely you want people to look wonderful and you love working with their hair and their nails and the outer person, but mm-hmm. But then you're really looking also at that inner person. So when you put yeah. together the whole multi-passionate mompreneur who needs to put herself first, that encompassed every single thing that you wanted at your core, which mm-hmm. was freedom. You wanted time. 
you wanted more money, you know, the fact that you have the option to make a lot of money. Yeah. And, and most importantly, you, you really wanted to help people feel very good about themselves. Absolutely. I know it. So it just encompasses absolutely everything. And one of the things that I loved about what you and I worked, worked on is there was a kind of a blip for a while. And and it may still happen because when you are multi-passionate, like you are, like I am, like all the people probably listening to this, mm-hmm. it is so difficult, isn't it, to say, okay, I'll I'll do this one thing, oh, but yeah. you you have to pick a horse, and yes. you know it's like that horse race I told you about. You can go up to all the horses, but mm-hmm. if you're going to get in the race, you have to pick one. You cannot get on two. Yeah, <laughs> and you pick that one horse and you ride it, and then you can go ahead and pick another one later. But even with your whole idea about you want the freedom and you want the time, you want the the money opportunity kind of thing, yeah, you would have been so stuck in in the role of behind a chair, yeah, Monday through Saturday. I no Tuesday through Saturday, I guess is what they work. But there still is an opportunity to add that by teaching people like myself how to feel good about me, how to dress the way yeah. dress for success. I mean, are you interested in doing that? Yeah, as far as the dressing, you know, not as much with that, you know, personal expression, I guess, with that. But it's it's really making sure that we get up and we get ready. And even if you're an online entrepreneur, that you're putting yourself first. And I feel like that is part of it. I know we had talked maybe the last time and, you know, about how, you know, some people used to would would say, you know, show up as your authentic self. Mm-hmm. That means, you know, messy hair and no makeup. And if that's you, wonderful. But for me, that wasn't me. And that isn't me. I Mm -hmm. am a person that gets ready every morning and wants to put on my best presentation. And so I want to teach other women to do that as well. And, And know that when you get ready, like if you're going to any job, it reflects, your attitude reflects in it, you know, cleaning up your space. I, I love that everyone's wanting to be authentic, but we still need to do those things so that we're not in a rut and we're not living in, you know, a mess because that's just life. And I want to portray that on Instagram. Um, I think there's a lot more to it. I'm really loving this conversation, aren't you? But I want to talk to those of you who want to go deeper. We all attended school at some time. Maybe you're attending school right now. But inside those schools are teachers that have the responsibility to teach certain courses. But what they don't teach is really the most important thing in life, self-discovery. You know the self-discovery that would help us know what we are supposed to do in a career, and also that self-discovery on how we're supposed to make an income to really take care of our families. Well, I decided a long time ago, it's time for me to share what I know so I can help somebody with a step-by-step process that anybody can follow. I created a digital downloadable course called Your Gift is your niche because people were asking me all the time, Patricia, what's my niche? And I'd always say your gift is your niche. So now I created a course called your gift is your niche.com. And I spell niche with an N I C H E. And in this very affordable life-changing course, I walk you through very simple exercises. They'll not only help you find your unique gifts, but they'll also show you how to monetize your talents and skills. You know, the ones you came into this world with. I'm so glad I created something that I, I don't even, I don't think, I know it's going to be able to help you in your self-discovery journey. 
because it's a simple six-hour course with action sheets that support everything that I'm saying in the course. And you also get my wonderful book, What Should I Be When I Grow Up? Now That I'm 40, 50, 60. That's going to help you also with different exercises in that book. I'm also glad I made it into an, what I call an SPL course. That's a self-paced learning because we all learn in different ways and at different times. I cannot wait for you to get to know the most important person in your life. That's you. So go to yourgiftisyourniche.com, N-I-C-H-E. And if this page speaks to you, then seriously, invest in you. It's time to claim your destiny. Now let's get back to the conversation. Well, I do too. And, and I want to share with everybody something that I just heard. It was from a, a, let's see, how old did she say she was? 23. So she's a Gen Z. And she was told by her coach exactly what you're talking about, Natasha, not to get up and get ready. She was told the opposite. Nobody yeah. will relate to you if you always look nice. Trust me on this. And that she's listening because she's 23 and listening. Yeah. And so the coach said to her, I want you to have a messy kitchen when you talk on Instagram. When you go on Facebook Live, I want you to, you know, don't look, don't, you can comb your hair, but make sure that you don't comb it nicely. I mean, make sure that right. it looks kind of disarray so people okay. can relate to you. <laughs> and then the other thing I want you to do to this 23-year-old is to swear a lot. Make sure you use the F word and, you know, just have a lot of words in there uh, because people will identify with you. This little girl did exactly everything her coach told her because she spent a lot on this coach. Yeah. And she said, I was so uncomfortable for the first six months of my life. I thought, and so she came across you know, as a big phony because she was a big phony. She was somebody like you that wanted to look good for the, for the group out there and for herself, not just for the group. And so she got a different coach and, and really learned how to be herself, be her authentic self. But what are your, what are your thoughts on that about the relating to you? If you always show up, you always look good. Do people, do you feel, I'm just asking your Mm -hmm. opinion that people don't relate to that person? No, no. I, I think like for me, when I don't show, like I did it a few times, not showing up without makeup and things like that, it feels disingenuine to me personally. So I think if, if that is you and you've been a girl that doesn't get ready very often, Mm -hmm. then show Mm -hmm. up at, and and you cuss normally, then show Mm -hmm. up like that. But if, if it's going against, you know, just like me not showing up as the multi-passionate person, like trying to push that away, it's, you're abandoning a part of yourself that you need to, to include. I don't want people to connect with me because of my fake facade, whether it's a fake, I'm, I got dressed up today and I normally don't, or if it's, I'm not getting dressed up and I'm swearing a whole bunch because Mm -hmm. I want people to relate to me. I think I get people to relate to me and take me seriously, whether I am all dialed up or I just have you know, a little bit of makeup on or whatever, you know, maybe I'm not fully dressed. I got a tank top on and some jeans. I, I don't think that, that, that changes to be honest. Mm -hmm, Good. Uh, Thank you for that opinion. I just know for me, and, and I have definitely had people comment the fact that I'm dressed a lot. They will say things to me and, and I don't like it. And I don't know if they're making themselves feel better because they're in flip-flops and I'm not. But I just, I have done it since I'm a little girl out of respect for myself and out of respect for showing up somewhere. That's why I, why I get ready. 
you know, when you think about advising other people, other, and just think about this multi-passionate mom who really, you know, she has four children maybe, and she's, and a husband that works a lot. And what advice would you give her to really get on her path to find her own passion so she can make an income and have a nice lifestyle? What would your advice be to her? Yeah, I would, I would say to really understand where, who you want to serve and why you want to serve them, getting really clear on the why part and then who you are as a person so that you can show up authentically and really getting clear on, on who, what your personality is, what you bring to the world, what you, what you want people to feel when they work with you. I'm not sure if I completely answered your question. Well, I think you did a beautiful job of that. In fact, when, when you were saying it, I'm like, okay, she really nailed that because it's not just what your message is. It also is who you are. And do you use your Enneagram tool a lot to help oh, yeah. people with their personality? Oh, I think that's great. Yeah. Uh, yep. I use that a lot to help people understand who they are, you know, some of their strengths. And because sometimes when we're getting started in this business, we, we're so close to our own genius that we don't realize the oh, yeah. things that are just natural to us that other people don't have. And so the Enneagram has helped me to help women um, in business really see like, oh yeah, this is a strength of mine. Um and then also to narrow down who they're talking to and, and use human psychology to continue to grow. But, mm -hmm. you know, it starts with us. And that's why I like the Enneagram, understanding ourselves, who we are. It, it starts with us. We can't be successful if we don't know who we are, because otherwise you're going to be showing up on Instagram with, you know, <laughs> swearing and you don't swear. And, right. you know, right. your hair's messy and your teeth hasn't been brushed. And you're uh -huh. like, this is not me. You know, you have, you're not going to grow something like that. It's, it's just, it's just fake. Yeah. So yeah. you got to figure out who you are. And that is key. And that's what you're teaching. That's what I love about yeah. what you're doing. And, you know, I interviewed Gay Hendricks who wrote, and he talks about the zone of genius in his book, but I love when he said, he said to me, you know, when you get close to your zone of genius, you will sabotage yourself. And yeah. I said to him, well, I have to admit something. And he said, what? And we're on live with hundreds of people. And I said, <laughs> I was on at the wrong time to interview you today. And he said, what? And I said, well, you're Pacific time and I'm not. And so I came on at the wrong time. And I had hundreds of people ready to listen to you. And he said, what did you do? And I said, I just said to all of them, hang up come back in an hour because we're at the wrong time, people. And he said, well, very few people would ever admit that. But he said, that is an example of when you're just hitting your zone of genius, which he said mine was interviewing. Yeah. And he said, when you're just hitting your zone of genius, you will sabotage. And, and he said, for me, I just came on at the wrong time. But he said, very, very few people will admit that they were wrong. That mm -hmm. surprised me. Is it hard yeah. for you to admit when you're wrong? No, mm -hmm. no, it's, no. it's been something that I'm, I'm, I'd rather, I guess, get it out there and be like, oh, I'm so yeah. sorry. This is on me. Then skate around it. It doesn't, it doesn't feel right to hold on to that. I have to speak it out. Yeah. And I, I know that about you. Mm -hmm. Natasha, for everyone listening, is probably one of the sharpest girls I've ever worked with. She is oh. just a pleasure to be with. 
And because of this interview with her, it's been so wonderful talking with you, Natasha. How can people reach you? Because I know there's going to be people that are interested in the Enneagram, and I know Mm -hmm. they're going to be interested in how do they put themselves first, and so how do they get to you? Yeah. Well, you can schedule a 15-minute mompreneur chat where we can talk about all things of how I can help you and and get you to where you want to go. And you can email me right at natasha at radiantlyflourish.com, or you can find me on Instagram at radiantlyflourish. Um, and, you know, I'm going to have you spell radiantly flourish because I the other day somebody gave a, a website and I heard it a different way. And so I had to look for her for a long time to find <laughs> oh, her. No. So, yes, yeah. would you spell out your whole Natasha at thing? Yep. N-A-T-A-S-H-A at... R-A-D-I-A-N-T-L-Y-F-L-O-U-R-I-S-H dot com. Now yeah. I hope I spelled it right. Yeah, you did. I, I, I took it down as you were doing it. <laughs> okay. I could see me absolutely misspelling something, doing it that way, because we normally no. don't do that. No, so we're it's writing na- it. <laughs> Natasha at radiantlyflourish.com. And that, yes. Natasha, is such a good uh, title for what it is that you do. I want to radiantly flourish. And so, yeah, others do too. Okay, so here are my golden nuggets that I took away. And as I say on almost all of my calls, I I really strive to get three to five. And on this one, I got 11. And so I just, I love it. See how smart you are? This is right from your mouth. So number one, sometimes our path isn't what we think it is. And I think sometimes we all have to listen to that and say it's okay to change direction. Yeah. Number two, be very aware of your needs on the job. Like Natasha had to find out with real estate, or excuse me, with cosmetology, Mm -hmm. uh, money. She needed to make more money than maybe was possible behind a chair. She wanted more freedom and she felt stuck when she was there. Even though she loved that path, there, Mm -hmm. there might be a better path for her knowledge. Number three, always put yourself first. You know, that should also be hung up on everybody's mirror because it's so important and it's just so foreign to all of us. Mm -hmm. Number four, you have to do the work on yourself. And this is one thing I have discovered with people. And Natasha, you're, you're a perfect person that does the work, but I'm going to say the majority of people don't, they don't want to, they just don't think it's worth it. Number five, do what you love and the money follows is a great big joke <laughs> because just like just like Natasha said, you have to learn how to market. You have to learn how to do social media. You have to learn how to sell things. I mean, you, there are lots yeah. of pieces to this puzzle called business. Number six, learn to say no to the wrong clients. Mm-hmm. I love that one, Natasha, because it is really hard to say no when there's money involved. And, yes. But if they're the wrong client, and I've definitely been there, it, mm-hmm. it doesn't go anywhere. It's a terrible place. Number seven, get the help you need when you need it. And I'm very pleased that I got to be the helper for you because yeah. because you you're you were right on the cusp of really discovering you. And mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that as you peel back the layers, you're going to keep adding more because you are a multi-passionate girl. Yeah. Number eight, it's okay to have a multiple facets. It's okay to have multiple facets and put them all in one place. Mm-hmm. I loved that you said that. I do you notice that you're saying all these brilliant things, by the way? No. <laughs> Number nine, get up, get ready, because it reflects who you are. 
Love that. Number 10, be your genuine self. Don't abandon who you really are, like my little 23-year-old person. Mm. Number 11, always know who you're after. Who is your ideal client for you? But also know who you are because it all starts with you. And she can help you do that with that Enneagram. I love that Enneagram information because it also helps me know my clients so much better. Oh my goodness. Yes, it's huge. Yeah, all because of you. So here it is again. It's Natasha at RadiantlyFlourish.com. And I'm not spelling it out. (laughs) She already did. You'll have to go back and listen. (laughs) So Natasha, thank you so much for your time, your energy, your effort. This was just such a fun conversation today. Yes. Thank you for having me. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Until we meet again, everybody, it's Patricia Noel Drain. Thank you so much for spending your precious time with me today. Hey, if you got something out of this, maybe you'd consider sharing it with someone else that you care about. I want to leave you with a secret to success in life and business. Aha, here it is. If you can't share a solution to a problem someone is having, that is true success. Now, maybe these examples might help you. I discovered two major problems that I help solve. I really didn't realize how major they were until I realized no one is teaching this stuff. The first one, of course, goes right back to this podcast. What's my calling? What's my purpose? And that's why I created the digital downloadable course, yourgiftisyourniche.com. I already mentioned it er earlier in the episode. But finally, I came up with another problem that I can solve. And it's how to live a happy, long-lived, lasting marriage. Now, I created a book called The Chosen Few. And I share 100 tips that myself and others, other long-lived couples, I might say, put together so that you can have a conversation, especially if you're a committed couple. Now, what is the problem you solve? Think about it. Because you might really have something to share with somebody that will change their life forever. We also have a Facebook group. It's free. I'd like you to come on to it because it goes beyond the podcast. It's called When Passion Meets Profit. Until we meet again, it's Patricia Noel Drain.